Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. Thank you for listening. And now, here's the Sunday's message. Well, happy Easter. Easter. All right, that was okay. That's okay. Let's do that again. Happy Easter! Happy Easter! All right, good, good. All right, don't interrupt me, Karen. She always does that, you know? Well, it's Easter, and uh, many of you know, or probably intuit, that for uh, priests like me and Father Simon, this is the busiest time of year, right? We spend all kinds of hours in meetings and preparation and planning and practicing and prepping for preaching and, and all the liturgies over this weekend. Now, it's a week in which we really need to put down our heads and focus, right? Last Tuesday, I was talking about this with Father Simon, and just kind of like talking about like kind of all the crushing weight of all the lists of things that we feel like we need to do uh, before this weekend come. And so I said, you know what? You know, there's so many things we need to do. Let's watch some Netflix. (laughs) So we did. We watched uh, this show. This is my new addiction, if you will. Uh, Formula One Drive to Survive. Any, anyone out there? Any fans of this out there? There's a couple. Okay, I see one or two. Okay. Well, um, I got to say, I'm just totally hooked. Okay? I'm hooked on this show. Uh, it's like an inside look at Formula One behind the scenes, all the action, all the drama, all the adrenaline, all the good stuff. And uh, I don't know what it is, the idea of racing, the adrenaline, the action, the excitement. I I don't know, but I I just, I love it, right? I love the speed. I love imagining myself in those cars racing. And it's when I get up to 80 kilometers in my Ford Fiesta, right? (laughs) And the whole car starts to shake. It's just like, I get that rush, you know? And it's given me, uh, which has led to me, the opportunity to practice my pit stops, you know. <laughs> now, Wednesday night, uh, Father Eve, another one of the priests I live with, uh, he sent me a link uh, to this Facebook Marketplace ad for a high-speed go-kart. <laughs> and so immediately, I, I went on a search, Right? I started looking at all, all, everything I need to know about getting into high-speed go-kart racing. Are there any clubs in Halifax? Where's the nearest track? How much does it cost? What do I have to buy? What kind of, what kind of cool outfits do I get to wear? Right? And my, my mind just went off. I just imagined myself in these high-speed go-kart races, you know? <laughs> You look great with hair. <laughs> I'll say that. I'll say that. So, and, I mean, it sounds like a joke, but I'll tell you what. I began just going into the fantasy world. I thought, if I'm super successful, maybe they'll, they'll sponsor me to race in a car. And then I kept, am I, I just following this line of logic, maybe I'll be so successful, I'll get to race in Formula One. What if I become the first priest to stand as a Grand Prix champion of the world. And then I came to my senses, right? 
And I went off on this whole kind of journey in my head, and just the excitement, I spent hours doing this. It's ridiculous, and I'm embarrassed to admit it. And I, I, I found myself asking myself the question, like, what am I really looking for in all of it? I don't know, maybe it's the thrill of adventure. Maybe it's the, the promise of speed or drama, excitement, the sense of adventure, the challenge of something new. I don't know exactly, but I was looking for something. And I know that what I'm really looking for, I'll never find it in high-speed go-kart racing. It's ridiculous. Now, it reminds me of a story looking for something in the wrong place. Uh, there was a policeman who saw, was walking down the street, and he saw a drunk man searching for something under a streetlight. And so he moseys on up to this drunk man, and he says, Sir, what, what are you looking for? To which the drunk man responds, I lost my keys. And the policeman gets down on his knees, and he starts looking around. And after a few minutes of a fruitless search, the policeman asks, Are you sure you lost them here? And the drunk responds, no, I lost them in the park. And the policeman asks, well, why are you looking here? And he says, because this is where the light is. <laughs> and then the policeman asks, what did you say your name was again, sir? My name's Father Simon Lobo. <laughs> All right, I'm kidding, I'm kidding kidding. The point is, he was looking in the place, he was looking for his keys in the place that was easy and accessible. And what he was looking for wasn't there. Now, there is this phenomenon that they call the streetlight effect, and it comes from that little story. It's the, this documented in social studies and scientific research. It's a, a, it's, it's a type of observational bias. Well, it occurs when people only search for something where it is easiest to look. Now, what does that mean for us? Well, it means often that when we go looking for the keys of life, we go looking where we think it's easiest to find them, in the places that are most accessible, and often in the place where they're not. And I think this is... Now, uh, for example, like... Uh, watching an exciting Netflix series on Holy, during Holy Week, right? Or fantasizing about go-kart racing. But this is, I think, one of the great dramas of human life in that all of us, our tendency to look for the keys of life in the wrong places. You see, I think all of us, we have these inbuilt natural desires in which we, we desire beauty and relationship and adventure and intimacy, significance, wholeness, transcendence. And whether it's in the endless scroll through our social media feeds, right, which grant us a glimpse into other people's lives and offer some kind of facsimile of intimacy, or looking for relationships under the guise of porn and promiscuity, looking for love under the streetlight of lust. Perhaps it's seeking adventure in video game marathons, 
Or we look for fame or fortune, fun or status for the keys that unlock a fuller and more meaningful life. But will we find them under these streetlights? Jim Carrey once said this. He said, I hope everybody could get rich and famous and will have everything they ever dreamed so that they will know that's not the answer. Well, what is the answer? Are we destined to spend our lives coming to the, the dead end of endlessly unfulfilled desires in our hearts, searching for answers in places we'll never find them? Now, I think that's one of the issues that's at stake on this day, Easter. In the Easter event, it's in the question of the resurrection. And I'll explain what I mean. If you'll indulge me, just imagine for a moment that 2,000 years ago, that the women who came to the tomb found exactly what they expected to find there. The cold, lifeless body of Jesus. Well, none of us would be here tonight, certainly, because our faith would be empty of its meaning. But far more than that, we would all be consigned to, I believe, the ultimate cosmic cruelty, which is this, that we are consigned to live in an enclosed universe, impermeable to eternity. If there is eternity on the other side, we wouldn't know. We couldn't know. There's no way to know. And so we're cursed to live a life searching in our endless human desires for beauty and relationship and adventure and intimacy and wholeness, significance, transcendence, all these things frustrated, unsatisfied, unfulfilled, and then we die. A futile search under a streetlight for keys that don't even exist. And indeed, not only is each and every individual human life rendered absurd in the face of the reality of death, but the whole human race collectively and together, and in fact, the whole universe too, which we know uh, marches inevitably towards entropy, which is a means to be ultimately destined for an energy death that will make the universe one day as lifeless and cold as the tomb for the dead. So Easter means something and has serious implications of cosmic proportions. It's not just an opportunity to eat glazed ham. And I do love glazed ham. Chocolate Easter bunnies. It becomes the center point of history. Because on that day, death was defeated. Because on that day, on that third day after Jesus died, early in the morning at dawn, the first eyewitnesses 
The women that we read about in the gospel today came to the tomb expecting to embalm a lifeless corpse. But they were instead confronted with a totally unexpected event. You see, on that day, the tomb was empty. There was no body. And then the most unbelievable, inconceivable, impossible, astounding, marvelous, magnificent news that they ever heard came to them from heavenly messengers standing before them in dazzling clothes. And they said this, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Why do you look for the key to life under street lamps? Why do you look for the living among the dead? You see, those very same women who watched Jesus die, who watched him tortured and crucified and laid in a tomb with their own eyes, these very same women, among, along with many others, who watched Jesus die, later encountered Jesus. They saw him with their own eyes, and they touched him with their own hands, and they heard him speak with their own ears that this one who once was dead now lives and is alive. That this one has overcome the power of death, emptying it of its power, transforming death from a dead end into a doorway to eternity. See, the resurrection means that we are delivered from the absurdity of a life that is ultimately meaningless. Because it means that it is possible that our lives do not end in this world. That if Jesus really rose from the dead, he is precisely who he says he is. And that he lives forever in eternity. It means that these hungers inside of our hearts that long for fulfillment, for intimacy, for, for happiness, for joy, for peace, for wholeness, significance, transcendence, that they extend beyond death. And they bring us into eternity through Jesus who rose from the dead to that realm where the beauty of God beyond all comprehension, where we can enter into the fullness of a relationship with the God who created us, where our adventure never ends and where our lives take on an eternal significance. So why, oh why do my, my soul, do you live as though he were still dead. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you frantically search for the key to life itself under the street lights of sex and success or Netflix or go-karts or video games or drugs or any other myriad place that we turn to in our whole human brokenness? Because he has risen. He's alive. Jesus Christ, who once was dead, lives forever and has delivered us from the power of death. And he is the one that we look for. He's the one whom we seek.
He's the one for whom we search. And he's here tonight, on this very night, his invitation to all of us is to die with him so that we might rise with him. And so I'd like to pray for you on this night, if I can. I invite you to close your eyes and open your heart and pray for me. Pray with me. Father, I lift up to all, all of those who are here this night, who are in this room, and those who are watching us online. And I pray for all of those who have come tonight who feel like they might be waiting around at tombs of the dead, who return to them time and time again, perhaps because they don't know where else to look. And I pray for all of those uh, who crawl around uh, under street lights because it's the only place they know to turn. And I pray for all those who feel alone or who feel like they're on their own. And I pray for all of those who uh, struggle with physical sickness or mental illness or addiction. Father, I pray for all of those who suffer intense grief over the loss of someone they love. I pray, Father, that you would bring to life what is dead. That just as you have raised to life your son, Jesus, that the same power of the resurrection would be manifest in our hearts and in our lives tonight. That you would raise us from the grave. That you would raise us to new life with your son, Jesus. That, that doom and despair and sadness would give way to joy and peace and the fullness of life. That all of those would come to encounter the risen Son, Jesus. Father, breathe new life onto your people this night. And let us arise with him, the risen one, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this with a friend. God bless and have a great week.